Hi everybody, my name is Dr. White. I'm the founder of Alignico, and this is my friend Nate. Nathan Barr, founder and CEO of Health Bar. And uh, we're starting a podcast together. So Nate and I have been friends for the last few years, and we have somewhat similar stories and philosophies around healthcare and just the reform and things that we're hoping to push in our companies. We do some work together, and we thought it'd be a good idea to start a podcast. Our hope behind this podcast and what we're gonna be doing is sharing, obviously, ideas and success stories that we've seen with clients we work with on the concierge health and corporate health side of our businesses. We're also gonna be at times interviewing insurance brokers, potentially clients that we have that, again, we've had some amazing successes. So if you're watching and tuning into this podcast, know that we're going to be sharing some great ideas, thoughts, and hopefully stirring great conversation to continue to just inspire others to think differently about health and healthcare and the way that it can be delivered in our country, hopefully impacting the lives of a lot more people and hopefully a little bit more affordably. Yeah, so. no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm excited to do this podcast as well in a space that we're working in to really to see how healthcare can be delivered in a different way. I think really understanding that we've all seen healthcare in more of a traditional lens as a context as a nation and really to see that there are these alternative forms of healthcare delivery as well as perspective on what healthcare is actually in a medical philosophy standpoint. And I'm uh, really excited to talk about those options as well as what we're bringing to the market respectively with our businesses too. Yeah, sweet. So Nate, I think it'd be awesome for you to start, just talk a little bit about your story, kind of where you started, your professional background, and then why you started. Yeah. Uh, company. Yeah, of course. No, my um, my training is more traditionally as a nurse. I got my bachelor's in nursing off uh, Kelvin College here locally, and and really found a passion for taking care of people. So I thought about going the physician route, but but really saw within you know my kind of my, my core values and, and really why I loved uh, what I do today, especially and that's more in the nursing world. So uh, I graduated the bachelor's in nursing back in 2009 and started working in the emergency department. You talk about a, a place to cut your teeth as a new clinician, mm-hmm. and the ER is an intense environment and. And when you get exposed to so much, I think that's looking back, I thought I wanted to be in critical care coming out of coming out of school, but then looking at time back in the ER uh, couldn't have been better, quite honestly, for really where, where I've come today and really where I've, you know, the business I've created in Health Bar. So seeing seeing healthcare from that ER lens and really seeing how the ERs are used as critical access points in healthcare, not for emergencies. You would expect that you're seeing gunshots and stabbings and all that mm-hmm. stuff all the time. But really what I saw was chronic disease and access to healthcare issues and you saw people coming in for work notes and prescription refills and things that seemed really you know striking to me as a clinical provider in that Mm -hmm. environment you just wonder how has is our system doing this and not changing anything and so really got to experience that firsthand for many many years but through that all kind of found that i had a desire to create change and make more change and i couldn't do that from the bedside as much as i would like to so i went and got my master's in healthcare administration from grand valley and really got to see then like what's the business side of healthcare how does healthcare actually work mm-hmm. financially but then also more on from that business context using that uh degree i was able to get uh start walking in that leadership world so i became a coordinator a manager and then finally a uh, director of emergency and urgent care services for metro health now university of michigan west and that's when kind of the, the curtain got pulled back and that's really where i kind of where i really saw how healthcare works. And I saw the administrative politics and really a lot of the waste in the system. Mm-hmm. I had started to question some things and push on some things and and uh, saw there really wasn't a lot of ability. You know, it was, it, depending on who you talk with, there was some interest, but uh, in general, the health systems are so focused on going really in a specific direction. And the directions I saw were potentially the future or needed weren't really the directions that the healthcare systems were looking to, to go into. And that led to a lot of really 
distaste in my mouth for, for mm -hmm. the healthcare system and, and a lot some lack of trust as well and kind of that future direction hard to buy in yeah. to that kind of model and so kept doing that and you know here comes 2019 I start really thinking about this idea for health bar like what does it look like to create decentralized distribution system for healthcare services centered around nursing specifically mm -hmm. using nurses and nurse practitioners to professions that are seen as very supportive mm -hmm. in the hospital system and not really directors and leaders of a lot of you know healthcare decision making yep. and but the scope of care that you know a nurse and nurse practitioner can provide is so broad and so vast and seeing the really cost effectiveness of that model too transition to 2020 we all know what happened in 2020 and what that did though was it provided an opportunity for me to leverage my model and so we I started health bar officially filed for my LLC in April of 2020 and and then in May of 2020 transitioned out of the healthcare system not so gracefully I uh, ended up separating myself from the institutions really just a lack of compatibility quite honestly with what I saw in healthcare and where the healthcare system was going and where I wanted it to go but so started health bar officially in that spring of 2020 and haven't looked back it's just been an incredible journey and and honestly realizing the value of those nurses and uh, nursing professionals out in the community long-term mm -hmm. care facilities you know and more of a COVID support model and iterating on the business to where we are today which is more of a whole medical support for businesses and schools uh, across the Michigan market and so it's been it's been a wild ride but it's been a, a fun one yeah um, and so a lot of different experiences from being that yeah that bedside clinician to a uh, hospital administrator to a uh, business owner and entrepreneur now mm -hmm. so it's, it's definitely shaped my perspective and lens on a lot of things in healthcare and how to really perceive where that, that value proposition is yeah um, for our business so yeah and then you uh, so could you expand a bit on you guys have a few different ways in health bar that you're leveraging healthcare with yep. schools and the businesses and then recently with kind of the yeah. Uh, to consumer. So can yeah. you expand on that? Yeah, our model really, so we pull on a non-traditional model that doesn't use insurance. So we're a non-insurance based and we kind of ascribe to this more direct primary care model where mm -hmm. you pay a, it's truly where I think healthcare is going, capitated payment, value-based care, a lot of those trend words that we hear in healthcare right now, but it feels like the healthcare system can't get there. They they want to, but they're stuck in this fee-for-service style world. Yeah. And really what we're trying to do is to say, you can actually do high quality primary care, preventative care under this capitated payment model. Um, so we've yeah, done that through businesses with our healthcare partnership program, and it's a, a fixed per employee per month fee that encapsulates all of our services. The beauty is the person doesn't pay anything for it. Business is providing this really next level employee benefit to their to their team. It's concierge healthcare truly um, for your everyday person. It's pretty powerful uh, being leveraged in that way by these businesses. So we're doing that for businesses. We provide onsite clinics at schools um, and at businesses as well. We do concierge home care, um, and then yeah, just offering recently more of this uh, direct primary care model where we're offering a direct to consumer product um, where somebody can engage with our services on a one-on-one -on -one basis and have that kind of direct concierge clinical interaction with one of our providers. Mm -hmm. So really trying to meet how to meet people where they are yep. versus make people come to us in the healthcare space, which has been more of that model. So really we love this mobilization idea and how do we you know push healthcare out to who needs it and where in a variety of ways, whether it's virtually or you know via you know, mobile units or on-site clinics or any of those things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I you know you and I have been talking for for some time as well, and we connected very early on in our mm -hmm. you know in my business journey specifically. But I've always been intrigued by your kind of your journey as well, and your the philosophy that you've kind of brought up within your practice. And so mm -hmm. yeah, same. I'd love to hear about your kind of business journey as well, and how yeah. you formed your business and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I'm formally trained as a, as a chiropractor. So I uh, graduated from Palmer uh, College out in back in 2017. 
I got into healthcare because my mother's been an opiate addict now for 27 years and her addiction started from workplace injury. Uh, she was a nurse at them and had a disc issue back, her degenerative disc disease, ended up getting recommended by an orthopedist to get a back surgery. Post-op, ended up having chronic pain, which is actually very common with those surgeries. Got a second surgery, still had chronic pain, ended up just getting prescribed opiates and then struggling with addiction from that. So seeing her go through all of that as a child and all of the fallout that happened with my siblings and I uh, around that abuse and, and everything uh, really inspired me to go into healthcare. It wasn't really until I was pre-med and starting, starting to shadow providers trying to figure out what I was going to do after or what area in healthcare I was going to go that I'd realized I developed a pretty strong aversion to just the rush to drugs and surgery in our country. And at first, similar to you, you know, I thought like, oh, maybe I can be kind of the voice of reason or try and help shape or reform healthcare from the inside. And I had applied to U of M. I thought I was going to go to med school. But at the same time, I realized, I kind of saw the writing on the wall that uh, in the kind of late 2000s, consolidation was really slamming healthcare and private medical doctors were getting bought up by all the hospital systems. My family doctor got bought and I had asked him why he had sold when I was shadowing him and he told me he didn't want to sell, that he was actually kind of strong-armed into a sale because he was gonna get thrown out of network with some of the major insurance providers and it would have just killed his practice. Yeah. Which is my first taste into some of the collusion and which is a strong word, but some of just the tight ties uh, between the major hospital systems and the insurance industry. And I started to kind of see that if I went into traditional healthcare, I probably would get fired or pushed out pretty quickly. So I looked at uh, physical therapy and chiropractic. I actually chose chiropractic because at the time in Michigan, physical therapists were not portal of entry providers, meaning they needed referrals uh, to see most of their patients. I didn't want to, again, rely on that system, but I chose chiropractic. And I went out to Iowa. And when I got out there, I had really realized my passion and my purpose around my mom's story, just the opiate crisis. Uh, and at the time, the opiate crisis had been really labeled and been going on for, uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years. But I was just frustrated because every year, the statistics, the the statistics were just getting worse. And I've always said that in the US, it's confusing to me. We don't have better outcomes in healthcare because I would argue we have the best healthcare providers in the world, the best medical schools in the world, and the best hospitals in the world. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't get great outcomes in a lot of our areas and we spend more for it. So it just didn't make sense. And so I did some lobbying when I was in chiropractic school in Washington, trying to push healthcare reform and specifically around just chronic pain. A lot of things that, you know, in chiropractic, we treat a ton of folks that deal with acute and chronic pain. Um, just we have a lot of success with it just very minimally invasively, very inexpensively. Uh, and it was a good experience, but it was just very clear reform was not gonna come from Washington, at least in the way that I would really hope. So my kind of next step was I thought I'm just gonna try to find the most successful clinic by volume, seeing the most people and go work for them, try to help them serve and reach more people did that in 2016 and 17. I partnered with a provider in West Michigan, helped to open some more clinics. It was a very great experience. We were running some of the largest practices in the state, but we were still meeting people late. I felt like we were constantly meeting folks who had had surgeries they shouldn't have had, were on drugs they needed been on, just because we met them late. And I, when I was in chiropractic school, had actually read a few case studies about businesses that had uh, created these really robust on-site concierge health 
health systems or programs and some of the success they had. And so there's always this thing in the back of my mind that I've been thinking about. And so in 2019, I started thinking about, I always felt like corporate wellness or corporate health conceptually was correct because the biggest barriers, in my opinion, to good healthcare are money and time. So I always thought, you know, if you can subsidize care through work and meet people at work, you can really reach a lot of these folks. But I feel like practically corporate wellness kind of sucked just because it was generic and cheap and this massive industry arose creating these cheap products that were so cheap they were easy to justify as a line item but if they were if the purpose of their existence was to meaningfully impact yeah. the health of the majority of the individuals they were failing in my and so i felt like the concept was correct application was wrong and so i always felt like the answer was just a more intentional product that is reaching people in a more meaningful way putting providers on site creating this accountability and getting to know them and trust uh, and so i knew that in order to sell something like that we needed to help create some software to show the business owners the value of doing something like that. So that was the impetus in 2019 of creating some software called Align IQ, where we do that. And then Align Well was a sister company that I created to create services where we would contract healthcare providers to go on site. Originally, it was always just around chiropractic and focusing on a lot of musculoskeletal issues, repetitive stress injuries. But then after meeting Nate and just kind of brainstorming about ways we could work together, you know, now we uh, help to create products that are very holistic, where we can bring in, you know, traditional health services through health bar, mm -hmm. and then also the holistic side of things through contracting chiropractors. So launch in 2020, actually same time as Nate, and we started taking out some clients, had some early success, continued to take on more clients through 2021, had more success, and spent a lot of last year really prepping for scaling. And so now that's that's what I do. Uh, I spend most of my time uh, working with businesses and insurance brokers and just trying to help uh, business owners to see that there's this really amazing opportunity that I think a lot of business owners when uh, especially founder-owned, family-owned companies really care about their people. Yeah. I think that's like something yeah. that, Huge. you know, a lot of employees think like, oh, the management doesn't care, but really they do because a lot of these founders started in their garages, their basements, yeah. you know, they remember the days that they were on the line with their people. And they think, you know, I'm going to create a business where I'm going to pay someone and offer these financial incentives so that they'll have a better financial life when they leave here through retirement plans and some health insurance benefits and yeah. things. But I think what Nate and I really resonate with is helping business owners to realize, well, it doesn't really matter if your employee has a million dollars in their 401k when they retire, they can't play with their grandkids when yeah. they leave here. And so what Nate and I really work hard to do through our companies is help business owners to see that imagine a workplace where you're not only providing these financial benefits and incentives for working for you, mm -hmm. but you are showing you care by creating these health products because you recognize that if the person who doesn't have their health has everything but their health has nothing right and so if you can help them to invest in their health now so they're able to do the things that they want to do when they're not working for you you'll breed this amazing culture of employees who truly understand that you care because you're proving it through yeah. services like ours and the the kind of the latest as far as what we do now so on align iq we have our analytics services and then we have an app where we have concierge telehealth products through a network of really amazing providers across the country uh different information products based on employees health issues then our align well uh you know, concierge contracted services on site. And as well as a, we have a mobile x-ray unit that we actually take on site into businesses now. We can do specialty exams on site as well, which has been really amazing. Uh, we launched that this year and that's been going really, really well. And so, yeah, it's just a little bit about. I love the, you know, as we both, 
talk about our solutions and really looking back to 2020 being that year, but in three years, it recently was our three year anniversary for Health Bar. And it struck me too that what we've done in three years has been incredible. And mm -hmm. how long does it take a traditional healthcare provider to create any meaningful change? I mean, tens of, you know, 15, 20 years to do anything that's actually meaningful and lasting. That's what I get most exciting, excited about in, in our space and where we're at is, is working really with an entrepreneurial growth oriented mindset mm -hmm. and being able to adjust our solutions to our clients' needs and then navigate the market. I mean, it, we navigated one of the most tumultuous times in the market that maybe yeah. anybody's seen in their lifetimes. And what's that? You know, what has that shown and proven about our solutions that we've been able to grow them and, and find success in them is it's pretty awesome. That's why I get excited about what we're doing too, is, is the ability to continue to navigate those curveballs that come, but be able to do it very well. And then just be so responsive to our clients' needs. I mean, that's what it's all about at the end of the yep. day, is changing lives and, and making an impact. And it, and it feel it truly feels like that's what we're doing yeah. within these lines of businesses. So yeah, it's really, really neat. And then too, I mean, I think our kind of the overviews in my mind set the stage for a lot of the content topics that we'll be discussing. I mean, mm -hmm. when you were talking, I was like, oh, we could, you know, talk about this, talk about that, and all these different hours long conversations. Yeah. And uh, well, I'm, I'm pumped uh, about sharing that content, those experiences. I mean, what's, what's better than sharing firsthand experiences from the people that are living it and breathing it, mm -hmm. and then also bringing in some of the best content experts in the area, mm -hmm. you know, at all angles, health, healthcare, we're talking about, you know, the insurance agents and brokers play a huge role in this and how, Massive, yep. how their industry is changing a lot yep. with what we're doing as well. Yeah, it's not a set it and forget it strategy anymore. No. So yeah, all all of that. It, it's a it's a fun time. Yeah. To, to be out as an entrepreneur right now, especially in this space. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So yeah, we hope that this conversation has been inspiring. That we hope that some of our story resonated with you. And yeah, we're just we're very excited just to continue to dive into these topics. And yeah, please like, subscribe, comment below if that's a possibility. Let us know what you think about our podcast and these conversations. And yeah, again, thank you again for watching. Thank you.